Welcome to the Latina Libertarian Podcast with your host, Olga Maria, discussing a variety of topics, looking at growing liberty in our lifetime and opting out into a liberty lifestyle. Interviews with libertarians, activists, homesteaders, and friends. Join us in our liberty conversation. Welcome, welcome. All right, had a little bit of a delay. Want to welcome everyone. Oh, I have a sound delay. Let me see if that equalizes. So joining me this evening is Dennis Pratt. He is one of the main organizers with the Free State Project and Porkfest. So I just lost Dennis. Let me get him back on. Hold on, guys. Um, oh, there he is. Okay, you're back. <laughs> just as you were introducing me, my computer goes, disappear <laughs> all right i'm gonna remove my <laughs> okay i'm having an issue with my sound i hear a delay happening um can you hear me okay I can hear you fine. Oh. There's no delay between your lips and, and the words that you're speaking. All right. I hear it. And the words that you're speaking. Oh, it's happening there too. All right. Give me a sec. Hold on, guys. Right. Be patient. I hear it. It's just kind of re-looping back for some reason. And the words that you're speaking. Yep. Oh, it's happening there too. All right. Give me a sec. Hold on, guys. Right. Be patient. I hear it. It's just kind of re-looping back for some reason. And the worst to speak. Yep. Oh, it's happening there. Give me a sec. Can Hold on, guys. Be patient. I hear it. It's just it's going. Kind of it's just going on forever now. It's like an infinite loop. Yeah. It's happening there. Give me a sec. Hold on, guys. Be patient. It's just going. It's just going on forever now. It's like an infinite loop. It's happening there. The Free State Project in New Hampshire. It's just going on forever now. I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. 
So what like, happened? It was going on. It, we were amplified. We were getting amplified. So what was happening is that I had the Twitter open. I'm not the uh, and I had the YouTube open. So it was automatically like it started, you know, as we started, like it started on my YouTube and anyway, we fixed it. So welcome, Dennis. Let me see if my earphones will turn back on. But anyway, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, we had a wonderful conversation um, this summer right after Porkfest and I wanted to kind of jump back in and started doing regular shows. And I was like, who do I really want to talk to? I really want to talk to Dennis because you are already getting the ball rolling with this year's pork fest. And this is going to be how many years of pork fest? Is this the 20th, not the 20th anniversary, is it? This is the 20th anniversary. This is gigantic. It's a double X, you know, we, we do Roman numerals. So uh, uh, Bill Barger, whom you know, uh, is coming up with a logo that has a double X, kind of a cool double X. And uh, I still have mine from Porkfest 10. If you can see the design, oops, the design there. Yeah, that's really cool. And so we're going to have something like that that's kind of classic, but be kind of more double X. So I, we use these I coasters all the time. Uh, so it's going to be I like those Equis. Those Equis like the beer, <laughs> kind of, sort of, right? Yes, I like that. You know, you at the uh, at the Vermont hub, you can have pork fest dozekis. Mm, I could actually maybe we'll do some roast pork or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and take some dozekis up there and and just have a dozekis uh, uh, pork feast. Oh my gosh, I love it! I remember when I first heard about pork fest, like I had no idea about any anything of it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds delicious. <laughs> and when I was first telling my husband and my kids about it, like we were, you know, they were like, oh, is it like a big barbecue? Um, and now we know it's like, yeah, it is. It is a big barbecue. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, seven days of barbecue. Uh, you know, it's a lot basically. of fun. And, and the last day we actually do have a gigantic Bardo, roast. Yes. Bardo, Bardo Farms. Farms comes out and they bring pigs and i mean last year last year there was just so much going on on the festival they were disappointed because in the past when they brought out the pigs everybody was around and they brought out the pigs and you know we had 2800 people um in, in this festival and they go where is everyone it was like fewer than when we used to have only 1200 in in uh, uh in the festival uh, because wow. so much was going on, we had so many hubs, and this year it's going to be even it more. Was, yeah. There'll be so many hubs, and it was, and it was really hot like the last couple of days. So I know people were enjoying the pool because we'd had some cooler weather mm -hmm. in the beginning of the week, and it finally was like yeah. sunny and warm. So like I know I was in the pool. Um, yeah. So before we get into that, though, I wanted to talk a little bit about you and your background. Um, you know. One of my my goals with just having, you know, a podcast and these conversations is the fact that um, I'm new to being a libertarian. I'm new to libertarianism. I'm, I'm learning every day. Um, and it's I find it to be a, a beautiful philosophy, a beautiful way to um, really understand and engage politically, economically, socially and advocate for those principles. And I started off as a leftist. And so 
at Porkfest this past year, um, you were having some talks with folks, some workshops, and I learned that you were also a leftist um, many, many, many moons ago, and that you kind of found your way out of it. You broke free, um, which is why I titled this show Breaking Free, uh, because I did too. And I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about libertarians, libertarianism. Some people think we're like a right wing. Um, some people think it's, you know, I guess depending how conservative you are, some people think we're left wing too, right? And we're kind of not really in either two of those boxes, which I think is unique. But could you talk a little bit about what your political background was and how you found your way out of that or, or how you just evolved out of that, I should say? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to talk just a little bit before I do that. Um, you know, we have about a quarter to a third of libertarians who come from the left. Um, so, yes, the majority of people come from the right and the majority of people preserve a lot of their conservative values. So, you know, they'll, uh, so that means that external people will talk to a libertarian and they'll, they'll, the libertarian will say, oh, I believe this, I believe that, you know, but they're talking about themselves. Libertarianism is very, very different from other political philosophies. When it, a political philosophy says, I think uh, people shouldn't have sex before they're married, right? Um, in other political philosophies, that might turn into a law. A libertarian would never conceive of turning that into law. It's just my personal preference, my preference for with whom I, would, I might hang out with, uh, my preference for how I would raise my family, my preference for the type of community that I might actually create if, if we had a voluntary society. You know, it doesn't mean that there couldn't be another community that was very libertine right next door. We just might not associate with them. So libertarianism is actually it's a very strange thing. It's, and it's so hard to explain to people because it's a very thin ethic. All it is is self-ownership that you fully completely without a superior own your own body no one can control take your body use it for themselves take its product use it for themselves tell you with whom you may associate uh, uh accept you that you are the person who is in control of that body and anything else is a form of slavery and so there's large proofs that we will go through that in from the ethical perspective uh of of that but as long as you believe that, that everybody's a self-owner and you respect each person's self-ownership with whatever they do with their bodies and what they may do with their bodies may be very stoical, may be very conservative, may be very religious, may be very uh, libertine, may be very leftist. You, as, as long as you go, oh, yeah, well, those people are doing that. Geez, you know, that's interesting. Let me check it out. Or I don't want anything to do with it. You know, you, you can have both of those attitudes and still be a libertarian. As long as you're not going to use violence against them to force them to be just like you. So I kind of think of political, uh, the, the political divide really being between narcissists who say, everybody has to be like me and I'm going to pass laws to make everybody be like me because I'm so great. And libertarians who say, okay, you know, people are pretty different. Um, I'm going to give up trying to control other people through my associations I might actually associate with different people that I really like. So what people on the left might do is they'll go and they'll meet a libertarian. 75% chance that's going to be a person who's personally conservative. The conservative libertarian, 
he's not conservative personally, uh, uh, politically. He's conservative personally. So he's going to express his personal values. The leftists will hear it and think that it's a political expression. When we eschew that, we do not accept that. We, do, we would never impose that. So, um, so it's very confusing to people who think that they can, they can conflate their personal eth uh, values into politics. Because libertarianism is really saying, okay, we're going to take the personal out of it. We're going to agree on this very thin ethic that everybody self-owns, and then we're going to uh, uh, create different communities based on that. So, um, you know, I, I definitely understand that the problem that you have with explaining libertarianism, especially to a leftist audience, when they say all of the libertarians I know are conservatives. Well, you know, a lot of them are. They're personally conservative, but they're not going to hurt you. They're not going to pass laws against you. The conservative authoritarians will. A conservative right. authoritarian says, you know, everybody has to be like me. And so I'm going to pass laws to do that. So it's, it's, it's so hard to explain because we are taught in schools from a early childhood, you know, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? What law are you going to pass? What's, you know, you know you're, you're ruler. You are the ruler. And now, you know, what are you going to force people to do? And we just start thinking like that. And libertarianism is such a break in that idea and saying, okay, no, I respect Olga. However, she shows up. If you actually look at my symbol, there's a heart right in the right in the middle of it. And that's a love of each person for how they show up in life and not mm. me imposing upon them of, of, of what it is, my, my expectation. Now, there are some people I would rather be with and other people I wouldn't be with, but, but I still will respect them. I'm not going to hurt them. Um, so anyway, I did want to talk just a little bit about that because I, I definitely understand it. It's so hard because I came from the left and when I actually had um, uh, transitioned, <laughs> I'll use a modern term, yeah. when, I, when I had yeah. converted to uh, libertarianism, um, I tried to explain this to my leftist friends and they could not understand this. And it took me a long time to understand what the difference was and why they couldn't understand it because I agree with you. This is such a beautiful, beautiful vision of how people can live together, even when we disagree. That's the key. So what you have is all these tribes say, we must all agree, and you, you're a terrible person. And libertarianism goes, you know what? We don't have to agree. We just have to associate differently, and, you know, and just, you, don't, you don't like it. Porkfest is actually an example of this. You know, on a micro scale, we will have a hundred different hubs and we'll actually have an atheist hub next to the Christian hub. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, the Christian, the Christian hub isn't saying, well, you have to be, you know, believe in Jesus and atheists aren't, you have to give up, you know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, and they'll have debates and discussions and, you know, very respect. And then at the end of the day, they, they go their separate ways and go into their different hubs. Great. You know, and that's how we actually can live together in peace. And so, I don't see it. I, I, I know that you stated this as breaking free. To me, this was actually the dream of the leftists that I grew up with always, that we could live in peace, that we could live in peace and respect each other, um, and that each person could be the best person that they wanted to be. And I was going, when I finally realized what, what this was, I was going, oh, this is it. 
this is this is the leftist dream. You know, we have to give up something. We have to give up that forcing everybody to be like, you know, my narcissistic you. Okay, and we have to let those people do do, do their stupid things. Okay, uh, they would be better if they were just like me. But I'm not going to use violence against them. I will not do that. And just giving that up, that was just too hard for most leftists to understand because it's just been so programmed that that's how we battle. And I think this idea of when you're saying, I'm not going to use violence against you, um, what we mean when we say that as libertarians is we're not going to use... One, we're not going to physically be violent. We're not going to violate the non-aggression principle. Like, I'm not going to go over to your house and bang on your door and say, you have to heat your house this way. You have to eat. Right? We're not talk doing that. But we're also really not trying to advocate through laws um, to impose a value or to impose a specific type of solution um, through the government that is going to utilize the force of the state, which is violence, which could be violence, right? With If it uses a police force or a military force, if it's using any, any type of taxation, which is coercive and could be forced because if you don't pay that or, or pay into it or have it taken from you through, um, you could lose your property, you can lose your freedom, you could lose your life if there is a confrontation with any type of the law enforcement that we have on a state or on a federal level. So that's really what we mean. We're not necessarily just saying, you know, us physically are going to force you. We're talking about the reality of what the, what the imposition of a value system through the state, through government means. And we see it all the time when there's all types of confrontations with law enforcement and individuals for an, a myriad of laws or ordinances um, where the person isn't doing anything. They're just, maybe they, they walk, they cross the street the wrong way. Uh, maybe they were driving a few miles over the speed limit, or maybe they weren't doing, you know, maybe they weren't doing anything at all. But um, that's what we mean when we say that. And so I really connected with that line of thinking when you were talking about that in Porkfest, because for me, it was similar in that my ideas growing up and growing up politically, I was really young when I, you know, kind of got involved in politics and around a lot of what I called like the old school lefties who are actually the new school, right? Because you guys are like from the the 60s and whatever, but um, that had this idea of a type of a type of utopian idea where, you know, people could live in peace and um, kind of, you know, commune and, and, and or, or like kind of be hippie ish or kind of just have this idea. But I think what happens is that or what happened um, is the idea that um, it has to be done through an authoritarian approach where, you know, we have to have someone that forces everyone to live in peace together. We have to have a system that takes from Peter to give to Paul to make sure that everyone has these equal outcomes. And it's really a perversion of mm. this original idea. I think that a lot of people probably innately have, like, when you think about it, like how children kind of relate to each other, they have such a, they have such a very strong sense of justice and fairness, I think, and it doesn't mean that everyone gets exactly the same, 
Um, but it's kind of this idea of cooperation and working together. And we just kind of lose that. And I think it is so powerful that you say our personal narcissism, because that's really true. And, and that's something I think everyone struggles with as an individual that we so fervently believe in our point of view that we want everyone to see that. But I think the beauty of, of liberty and libertarianism is that we just have to acknowledge that we are all different and beautiful and and creative yeah. in our own ways. And we have to um, allow the freedom for everyone to move in this world in that way, um, as long as they're not moving on to you and you're not moving on to a, them in a way that creates friction. Um, I think that's really important. So how did you get to that point? Like what, what happened? <laughs> so I, uh, yes. So I came out of actually the anti-war sixties. Uh, my brother was uh, 13 years older than me and he was, he uh, went into the army and he was supposed to be sent to Vietnam. And that had a major impact on me. I remember I was in second grade and he comes in and I kiss him. I start crying that, you know, I'm never going to see him again. He's going to die in Vietnam. Uh, it turns out he, uh, he got drunk uh, on the night before he was supposed to ship out. He crashed the Jeep that he was driving back. He got put into the uh, Huskow and uh, his unit got sent to Vietnam. And then he, got reassigned and he was sent to germany so he spent the uh the three years drinking german beer <laughs> but i i you know i was just like how the hell do they come and take people's bodies and send them to a place where they don't you know you know what was this and and the more i the more i i saw this as through my teens and stuff the more outraged i got um so I believe that, um, that you know, I, if you think of libertarianism, there's a number of ways of thinking about libertarianism, but you can think of it as having three legs. One is uh, uh, ownership of your own body. You know, I may put into it, take out of it, whatever I want. It is mine, right? Otherwise, if someone else has, has ownership, can tell me what I can and can't do with it, they own me, and, and that, we call that a slave, right? The second one is economic uh, freedom that I can use my body to actually produce things and create things. And then whatever I produce, because it has my body, my, my wear and tear, my lifespan, you know, that type of stuff. It's, it's, it's the raw material, but it's also my lifespan in there. And I still own that lifespan. And so if you take that, you've retroactively enslaved me. You've taken my body. There's really no difference than if you came and said, you will build this thing for me, or if I build it and then you take it. Right. So the first is, is regular slavery. You will build this for me. The second is retroactive in slavery. You build it and then they take it. Um, and then the third is this foreign policy, uh, you know, that that I own my body. I own my property. And and that can't be used to, to by any ruler to go and support or or, or 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 hurt someone externally. So foreign policy. So I was still I was the, the old left used to be very high on personal freedom. You know, we can do anything to our bodies. Yeah. And, you know, who, who the hell are you to tell me what I can do with my body and what I can't do? Very high on, on free speech. Very high on, um, uh, you know, just you know, whatever you want to do with your body, that's fine. Very high also on foreign policy. But, you know, you, know, you cannot force me to go and kill other people. And I don't care why you say that, that we have to do it. You know, you can ask me, but you may not force me because that's turning me into your slave. But they were very low on economic freedom. 
So they saw, they didn't see that connection between the body of what you build and you know, the, your creation and the, 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 that, that thing. So they didn't see how that thing incorporates your body and how it's a retroactive enslavement of your body. So they thought, oh, the property is totally separate from the body. And so I can take the property and now I can divvy it up. Well, right. no, no, no. I mean, that would be like saying my body is everyone's and I, you can now d d uh, uh, demand that I slave for, for, for uh, Alice and, and Benny and Charlie. No, 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 no. You cannot enslave me proactively. You cannot enslave me retroactively. Uh, so I didn't see that part. Um, but I was, I was very, uh, I, I considered myself a democratic socialist. I was not shy about what you were talking about, uh, which is uh, the, the violence, using the violence of the state in order to get my, get my way. As a matter of fact, that was our goal. Our goal was to capture the state. And, you know, when you have a politics, uh, I, I had a, um, um, I had to do a presentation once for a, 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 a fairly, a medium-sized uh, leftist group and uh, about a value that you really he held closely. And so I did about libertarian ethics. And I, I brought a, someone up and I sat him in a chair. And I said, look, you know, if I, if I stick a gun to John's head and force him to do something that, that he doesn't want to do, everyone recognizes that it's bad. Now, this is Massachusetts, and of course, they know that guns are bad, right? So everyone's going, yeah, 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 Dennis, go, go, go. And then I said, and then I brought up yeah. someone else. I gave him, I gave him 20 bucks. I said, and if I hire Fred to, you know, I made him do the gun to John's head, right? Uh, if I hire Fred to force, to force John, then that's also bad. Just because I hire him doesn't make it not bad for me to do that, right? And I go, no, that's, that's not bad. And then I said, but... What if I vote for Charlie? Okay, what if I vote for Charlie and pay him and then he hires Fred, who then sticks a gun to John's head? All of a sudden, we think that that's okay. And it's not, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like, you know, well, you know, directly, that's obviously bad. You know, one, one degree of separation. Once removed, you know, right. You know, that's, that, that's, that, that's obviously bad. But if I do two degrees of separation, oh, all rules are off. Now my hands are totally clean. <laughs> now it's for the um, greater good. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I understood that and I didn't get, I didn't care. I thought that, that, that um, authoritarianism was necessary, was just natural, was the, our, our, our natural state, and that the big battle was who gets to control that gun of the state. And right. I was dedicated to grabbing that gun of the state and utilizing it against my enemies, who were the conservatives and the Republicans and you know, those evil people who were anyone who disagreed. That's right. Yeah. And, and take their property. And take take the stuff that they they had stolen because I had no view of how 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 property how property is acquired. Um, I was working at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I probably was the only leftist there, um, and my boss left uh, he uh, to start up a company, uh, but he really liked me, and so he hired me as his first employee to specify the system. And I was like, I was really uh, I I was honored to do that. Um, but he was like this arch conservative. And so on, for him, he loved economic freedom. 
he thought that he thought you know what you uh, what you build with yourself is that's yours and anyone taking it that's terrible but he said you know he he was okay with restricting people's use of drugs and you know controlling their body and so he was really low on the body freedom and then he thought pax americana was critically important that and so so you know, uh, I was really high on the, the body and, and foreign and really low on economics. He was just the converse. And we worked together uh, coding and writing and stuff like that for about nine months. And it was just, you know, seven days a week, you know, 14 hours, 16 hours a day. Um, and what we would do is we would code. And then in order to um, take a break, we'd start bickering with each other. Uh, arguing about politics. And what I didn't realize was that both of us have a high need to be consistent and we cannot stand being inconsistent. So when we, when we realize that we have a and not a, um, it, it keeps us up at night. And so <laughs> we would catch each other in these conflicts about, well, you know, you said this about body, but then why is it, you know, when, when you use your body in order to create a, a product, now all of a sudden the rules are off or, you know, you know, and so, it, you know, and I turned him, you know, way down on the, uh, on, on the, uh, or way up on the economic, uh, on the uh, foreign policy, way up on the body. You know, he, he gave up on everything, you know, um, and he finally convinced me about the economics. I was going, oh, mm. it's all the same thing. And we had kind of this unified theory of, of, of what we do. And uh, about nine months into this, uh, I was, it was 11 o'clock. I've been coding all morning uh, and I wanted to take a break. And I'm going through our normal list of disagreements. And I turned to him, I go, I can't think of anything to argue. Are we are we done you know, of course, I wasn't a sophisticated libertarian. There's plenty of things to argue, but the big <laughs> things that we were arguing about. And, um, you know, a couple hours later, he said, I can't think of anything either. We thought we had invented something new. We thought we had this brand so new. So you, you thing. still didn't. Re wow. Okay. You didn't realize you had arrived at. No, no. We had never, we had never heard the word libertarianism. I don't think I heard the word libertarianism on a, on a program or anything for another two years. Um, mm. Uh, the way I found out what it was, was I was on a Chicago bus in the, in the middle of winter. There's ice flows going back and forth on the bus as it starts and stops. You know, the, 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 the water and the ice is going back and forth. And I was just bored. I was looking down and there was a leaflet and I was reading it upside down. And I picked it up. And it's like dripping wet. I'm reading it. I go, oh. I get so excited. I jump out of the bus. It was right around the loop in Chicago. I jump out of the bus. I find a payphone. I call it my friend. I said, I know what we are. There's a word for what we are. We're libertarians. We're <laughs> it was libertarian. a libertarian party. It was a libertarian party leaflet that I just found on the bus. Wow. Um, and that was that was the first time that I realized that there was there was actually this gigantic amount of philosophy and thoughts and um, you know, uh, but we had we had kind of wrung it out ourselves. Um, uh, kind of from an ethical basis and from being super, super consistent um, and, uh, uh, and, and, and not accepting that we're, we were going to hold A and not A uh, in our minds. Mm. 
Up until that moment, though, did you still consider yourself a democratic socialist or did you have a realization that that was inconsistent with with this? Oh, yeah. I, ethics? Uh, OK, so I had just yeah. gotten married uh, to my wife uh, and we're still married. So we're 40 celebrating 42 years now. <laughs> so um, and uh, I would come home and I'd be all upset. I'd say, Do you know what he said? He said this and this is and my wife had actually kind of married me wanted to go because i was such um a radical um uh leftist, a radical leftist <laughs> and her whole family are leftist you know and so she was like so you fit I right was like a prize for for her for her you know she was like oh you think you should let meet dennis <laughs> <laughs> so i was coming back i was going oh he said this and i was argue that and, and she'd be like cheering me on and i'd go but you know, there is this problem here. And, I, and I, I'd start speaking out loud and thinking about it and granting him points. And I, a few months into this, uh, you know, I hadn't actually gone all the way into it. But she just said, hey, you know, if you keep going down this path, I don't think we can stay together. Wow. You know, because to her, just thinking these thoughts, I mean, I mean, I, I hadn't made any decisions. There was no no place I was going. I was just going, these two things are inconsistent. They're just wrong. So there's, I have to understand what's going on here. Um, that type of thinking scared the heck out of her because she was afraid that her family would estrange her, would reject her. I think her. that type of thinking when people start down this path or start asking questions scares a lot of people for that mm -hmm. very reason right because um i think we don't necessarily realize and it's pro it's way worse now than what it was when we were younger it's way worse now our um con our, the way we connect with friends and co-workers has has become so much more um invested in our political perspective and mm -hmm. i know when i was a leftist i i was constantly making efforts like to connect with people like at jobs and like who thinks like closest to me or like who can i kind of bring over you know it was like a like a proselytizer i wanted to convert people um and you know so you didn't right like i mean we're we're kind of trained in that from from that especially if you're an organizer or an activist of any level like that's kind of like how you're trained in a sense um and I think for a lot of folks though, who kind of start asking these questions, it, it is very scary. Like, wait, what does this mean about me? Because it becomes part of your identity. Like, does this mean that I no longer support X, Y, and Z? Or does it mean, you know, you really ask some fundamental questions. But what I was going to say is that the, the process that you're describing is um, commendable because it seems like you really were being really honest with yourself about like what the discussions and debates you were having, like you were really being earnest and like, I really want to take this mm. for what it is and, and go and not just have this block of like, no, you're wrong because this is the way I see it. And that's it. Like you really took it. Um, sounds like a Socratic method, right? Like you're just kind of like piecing out and just asking these mm -hmm. questions and, and, and really allowing the truth to surface wherever it may be. Um, and I think that's why it's so important when people are like, oh, this left wing idea, this right wing idea, and or, you know, what are libertarians? And it's kind of like really not either of those things. Um, our 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 philosophy is like like you described so beautifully in the beginning. It's really simple. I think where a lot of people on the left struggle is private is property rights. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sure. we're we're at the end of the day, a lot of us are were, you know, were right for us, but a lot of them are good little Marxists and they don't necessarily realize it. And property and this idea of property is where that's automatically considered bag and bad. And I struggled with that idea for a long time until I really understood what you described is that, wait a minute, property rights are an extension of self-ownership. That's right. If I own myself, then what I create and what I produce with, with my thoughts, with my labor, with my creativity, with my ingenuity, that's an extension of me. And, and that's called property. And if I don't own that, then I, you know, like, then I don't, then who owns it and who owns, then who owns me if I'm producing it? Mm-hmm. And I think the way that you really explain that is, um, is great. And it, it took me a while to get to that point when I realized, wait a minute, property is an extension. And this is why I think it was so, uh, it is very Im- imperative for people who are, you know, on that um, spectrum of like socialists, communists, Marxists, whatever, whether they see it that way or not, or they have this idea of um, that property ownership is bad and private property is bad. It, um, the danger in that is, is that what you're really saying um, is that people really shouldn't own themselves at the end of the day, day yeah. that's what it comes down to. And that's dangerous because it, it is enslavement. It, um, is it would be enslavement by the state. And we've seen systems, we've seen countries that have um, utilized that. And it's, it's brutal. Yeah. A lot of people don't like me explaining that authoritarianism really is when you boil it down to it is, uh, uh, is, is slavery to rulers. Um, you know, that, that, that is what you are advocating and that libertarianism is really an abolitionist movement that what we're trying to do is remove this public, this government slavery uh, of us. Uh, you know, we, we certainly see with the pharaohs, right? You know, back uh, 6,000 years ago, right? The pharaohs and you, you, they, they, you slaved us, make the pyramids and all this type of stuff. Um, uh, and, but, but that was to a god. Right. You were enslaved to a God. So how can you say no to a God? And then they come up with all these other excuses. So we've had 6000 years of basically being a slave to Pharaoh uh, with all these different excuses. Now it's the magic ballot box. Right. Uh, But, you know, before it was, you know, the the uh, God, God had chosen this this human. It was no longer a God. but Mm -hmm. God had chosen this human or the people who are close to God said that this was the right person. Right. uh, you know, King Arthur, you, you pulled out a sword and now all of a sudden you, you could enslave everybody. You know, and Divine it's just like you know, all these ridiculous reasons, you know, my bloodline. Oh, well, I am right. the slave master because of my bloodline. And, and now it's a magic, a magic ballot box that gives people the right to threaten death to people if they do not obey them for their personal And the social contract, the famous social contract, that's another... That's another one. This invisible thing that no one has—you're—you're uh, you're born into it, right? Oh, but we're just born into it. If you're born in this society, you're part of the social contract. It's like I don't even know what it says on this contract. I don't remember signing anything. Well, it's, it's such I a consent? great argument. I don't think it's I can. Such a great argument. Yeah, you have to do this, Olga. Why? Oh, it's part of your contract. Um, I didn't sign a contract. Oh no, well, you, you consented to it. Don't, don't worry. The don't worry. social contract. <laughs> It's, just, it's just such BS. And I can't believe people fall for this. You go, what, what, what really? 
<laughs> You've got to be cleverer I, than I, that. I think, I think, yeah, it's like people, I, I think we, well, you know, I was one of those people. So are you like, we accept a lot at face value to a certain degree because our internal value is we want to help people. We want to mm -hmm. do good things. Um, but it's a distortion of that, right? Because what it takes away is your, the, your volunt the voluntary component <laughs> of how that gets done right so then it mm -hmm. just kind of is this authoritative idea of like well we'll just force everyone to have to comply and 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 we'll figure out who are the best person you know the philosopher kings or you know the the politburo like we'll we'll make sure you know the elites mm -hmm. the polit we'll make sure it's just a certain group of people that get to decide um mm -hmm. what's right for everyone to do and how much, you know, how much everyone needs to contribute, whether they like it or not, whether they can afford it or not. Um, but yeah, and I think um, some of the tension now is people are kind of coming out of the, the Corona fascism in a way. I mean, we're still in it, but um, kind of with some perspective on what the last two and a half, almost actually three years now um, is looking like uh, um, in, in that perspective of, what has happened um we're, we're we're at this other side of it where people are really examining um the erroneous information the amount of power and authority that local governments and federal governments took the cost and i don't mean you know like the fact that it's so expensive everything is so expensive but the cost of um the cost of what it did to you know, families, to people not being able to work, to people losing their businesses, to children not being able to go to school, not even being able to go to the playground. Um, and the tribalism, the divisiveness that really took place where people um, took that. So I think we're at, we're at this point where a lot more people are questioning a lot of things, certainly politicians and policies and how much power um and authority like uh, that bureaucrats and politicians should even have over their lives over every aspect of their life so you see this as something that is the general population is doing who you no said people i think are and i'm going i think so, I some people are you're yeah. talking about <laughs> yeah some people are i think it's a it's a small um component of the population clearly most people and i think that's really the lesson is that how easy for lack of a better word it is for most people a lot of people to kind of be okay with their lives being taken over kind of okay with being dictated to driven by fear, manipulated, compliance, obedience, and being themselves um, enforcers, right? Um, I think it's it's a small group. I think it's always been a small group of people in every movement of humanity um, that has, you know, either held their principles, held their ground, or has come to um, a point where they are really questioning things earnestly, um, in light of this. Yeah. So not, not a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, but I think it, it's a small group of people that are really like what's going on here and an even smaller group of those folks who are actually talking about it and who've been talking about it, who, who've been very brave and talking about it throughout. Um, and just, you know, 
but it is, it's not a lot. And I think that's the lesson for us is that, um, and this is segue nicely into the free state project is that you're not going to convince the majority of people, mm. um, to question things necessarily to, to, to even have reasonable conversations. I mean, you can bring up all the data and facts and people are still um, going to really struggle with that and cling to. Um, and I think, um, that idea that some, you know, many libertarians struggle with of like, well, you know, we have to get out there and we do, and, you know, share our ideas and we do. Um, but this idea that you're going to convert people into libertarianism is probably, it's a very difficult one because people are, have a hard time understanding, I think, self-ownership because there's a lot that comes with that. So the free state project and, um, what you've been doing as part of the Free State Project is forgetting about trying to convert people into libertarianism across the country. Um, and more, let's concentrate the, those people who can agree to this basic tenet of self-ownership into this, into New Hampshire, into a place where then we are just, you know, free and, and, and inviting people to be who they are in this place. Um, and, and like, so, and so how is that going? Cause the free state project has been around for 20, more than 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, the, uh, pork fest zero that we call it, uh, wasn't really called pork fest zero, uh, pork fest. It was called, uh, escape to New Hampshire. And that was a lobbying, uh, um, activity that we were trying to do to get the free state project to choose New Hampshire. Uh, and oh, New Hampshire okay. came out as number one for a right. number a number of really good reasons. And in retrospect, it's it's they're absolutely fantastic reasons. But I think two was Wyoming and three was Alaska or the, vice versa. Uh, Alaska and Wyoming were the next two. Um, uh, but you know we have a seacoast, we have mountains, we have lakes, we have, you know we have uh, uh, a very large government. So very hot. Uh, a very low percentage of 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 representatives to a high uh, percentage of representatives to govern. So each representative in our house actually will can shake the hands of all the people that they that they represent. And so it's it's actually kind of easy to go out there and and introduce yourself and and then you know you have this large body of a lot of ideas and and, and real diversity. And it's really hard to buy this body off, you know, um, mm -hmm. when you have when you have, uh, uh, you know, a concentrated power. So you have one representative with, you know, 10,000, 20,000 people that they're representing. Well, they can say, well, the people want this. Well, which people? Right. It's, there's the, they'll be representing people of all different types. And so you just go with where the money is or where, where, where what your personal values are. Um, this is this is much harder. Uh, so it's it's much more close to the uh, the, the humans, um, and uh, so yeah, so it's you know I spent I spent decades on conversion. Um, I'm actually a pretty mm -hmm. good converter. I was the number one writer. I, I would on, say so. <laughs> I was the number one writer on libertarian ethics until I until they finally deplatformed me, which was really surprising. But that was on Quora. Correct. Yeah, question or answer Q U O R A, which is a it's it's more of an intellectual essay site, but it's a competitive site. Um, and uh, for four years, I wrote almost two thousand essays on libertarianism, wow. primarily from an uh, from an ethical perspective. Um, 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, you know, I, I see this. and so. But this was such a small sliver of humanity. These were the people who actually shared my, my, my friend, my boss, and my, and my dis-ease, dis uneasiness with contradiction. You know, so we just came out of this horrible uh, Corona fascism. And you said, you know, people are asking these questions. Well, no, most people are totally fine with these discrepancies, these contradictions. And, you know, oh, I was told this, but this. And, 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 and they can't think uh, about this. And all they do is they, they just start screaming tribal chants. Um, and um, it's, I don't know that it's because that they are, are – um, uh, that they want to do good. I think people do want to do good, but I think that that we've been so indoctrinated from an early age, um, and that you know it's it's so many years of this government indoctrination, uh, not just in schooling, but also their control of the media, uh, that you know people just can't can't imagine breaking out of this matrix. Um, and so for them, they they they're kind of like my wife, where she got so scared. That I was even asking questions. I mean, I re I remember going. Wait, I thought we both were kind of intellectual, and that we both it was okay to ask questions, search for truth. That this was this was the process of life. You know, for me, I kind of came from that Jesuit background of that. You know, we search for truth. You know, and when there's a contradiction, we're going to hammer it out. And my wife was, you know, no, I don't want to hear, la, 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 you know, that type of thing. And I was. And she's smart. She's, you know, she was straight A at Northwestern, got full scholarship to Northwestern Law. And I mean, she's, and I'm going, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 it, I think that the characteristics, I think the conversion is more a function of the characteristics of the person who might convert than it is of how good your argument is. I agree. Um, I, yeah, so, I, I agree with that. So, I mean, I think that you have to be, you know, th that, that unwillingness to be in a contradictory state that that keeps you up at night. Boy, that helps, uh, uh, that you don't care that you would rather do truth than social acceptance. That truth really matters to you. Even if everyone else disagrees, you know, and you're going to go, wait, no, no. I mean, they've done these studies, right, where they show different size lines. You know, they'll show, you know, these lines. So this line, this line, and this line. And they say, okay, which one's the larger one? And, and all, 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 you know, all the other test subjects are compatriots. You know, they're, they're, they're actually experimenters. And so they go, oh, that middle one is the largest line. That middle one's the largest line. And the guy's looking around, and he's getting really nervous. He goes, um, I think the middle one, <laughs> and it's like obvious. It's like <laughs> so the people who fail in that experiment, they might be libertarians, you know. Um, and and uh, you know, a willingness to stand up to authority to say no, you know, you know, look, that's just not that's just not right. Uh, you know, in the Milgram experiment, uh, it's been tested in all different variations across different cultures and different times and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and they found that 66% of, of subjects will kill somebody, will kill somebody just because a guy in a lab coat said that it was part of the experiment and was necessary. 
God, that's so So scary. they will kill somebody. That's your neighbors. Those are the people. Yeah. You are not going to convert them. Folks, if you think that you're, you're going to convert everybody by coming up with the best arguments, people have tried this and they do not have the raw material. They do not have the raw material to do this. They are too caught in the matrix. Now, now the, the Libertarian Party actually has a different strategy from, from conversion. And this has been the big fight with the Libertarian Party. Because they're, they're, the electoral strategy is really a strategy of camouflage. And this is why the pragmatists get so upset against the principled people, the Mises caucus and all those people. Because their goal is to hide what libertarianism is, you know? And right. they want to kind of, you know, insinuate their way into it. And, you know, and, and maybe people will vote for us. Yeah, we're kind of like Democrats. We'll fit in. Like we'll fit in with the Beltway. Yeah. And we just right. fit in, you know? And then once they're in, then they'll really start pushing liberty ideas. And they won't. Well, and also, as soon as as soon as these people find out that you're actually a libertarian, right. they're out. Right. You know, so so what what you'll probably do is you go in there and you'll try to do the few things, and then you'll get pushed back, and then you won't do it because you know, oh, I need I need to get stay in power, and so you go right. along, um, and it's just like, oh my god. So so the the conversion strategy doesn't work. The electoral strategy doesn't work. Um, uh, you know, I went, I spent years in despair, you know, just thinking, I can't, I can't advance anything. I, the, you know, the people just don't listen, you know, and I, you know, my, my wife just would kick me under the table. You know, we stopped talking stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there's I this kind of, I, you know, yeah. well, how can, how can I protect myself? And, and so, you know, you start looking at parallel institutions and, and prepping yeah. and, you know, that type of stuff. Creating, um, yeah, creating your own communities, your own spaces. Mm -hmm. um, that was part of like, you know, doing the, the festival that, that, that I ended up doing. Um, part of it was, was that was, um, you know, working with, with other people and like, let's just create our own marketplace. Let's create our own space where we can get together and you know do you know like have our families together sell you know sell our wares and and have a good time and mm -hmm. um i think that's really important um because also just i think as humans we just have this desire i mean if you don't if you're not able to channel that energy especially like you know something positive i mean you're going to get sick right so i, I think mm. we have that natural tendency i think that's why there's you know so many more libertarian podcasts and people talking it's just like we <laughs> want to kind of share our ideas and um we have some wonderful authors right i mean you know we have some wonderful people who are writing like wonderful libertarian or liberty-based things whether it's for kids or or you know books for adults like you know people are now kind of channeling that energy to share these mm. ideas and and solutions mm. and things like that in all different types of things um because we're able to now and i and, and it kind of goes in different things and that is one of the beautiful things at pork fest i had never been last year was the first time that we'd went and it was fantastic. I didn't know what to expect, but it it really was um, everywhere. And this was the great thing because it was still kind of, you know, coming out of the, you know, the, we're, 
not quite in the midst of the corona fascism like in 2021 but still you know processing that and in some places they were still you know oh we were still with the vaccine mandates in some places and it was just one of those situations where you pretty much knew like anywhere that you walked and anyone that you met that you had no idea that you can kind of just have this cool conversation about oh yeah so what's going on or how did you survive you know Corona fascism, like how did you, how are you surviving, right? Because people are coming from different places and it was just this wonderful space where we can be free and talk with people and, and check out, you know, I mean, there was a family that brought their goats and there was families that were talking about. That was the Montana um, hub, the, the Montana yeah, hub. They had right. the giant TP and the goats. I love those goats. Yes. My dog loved, my morning. dog is Ron Paw and he loved the goats. <laughs> I'd wake up at like at, you know, 5 36 in the morning, just kind of like go for a walk and like the goats would be kind of hanging out and walking around. And um, so there's just a little bit of everything. It's really fantastic. Um, the, the, the diversity of people that just want to be free and, and hang out and do their own thing. And you can be as introverted or as extroverted as you like, honestly, like, even though it seems like you're in the, in the midst of how, how many people show up? I mean, it's gotta be well over, a couple, it has to be like a couple of thousand. Yeah. So, people, so right? our, our typical our typical pork fest before I took it over was about twelve hundred. Uh, that was what that was our number, and our highest had been fifteen or something like that. I took it over. I took it over, and and this year we're going to have three thousand. We're going to have over three thousand people. We'll have over a thousand events. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's you know when you try to when you say, oh, geez, conversion doesn't work. Electoral doesn't work. I'm tired of despair. I, I, I really do fear, you know, the, this, this coming authoritarianism. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my family? You know, maybe I can find one or two people. Uh, the trouble is, is that you're still totally surrounded by authoritarians. They totally outnumber you. And at some point you're going to run out of bullets. Um, the mm. second thing is, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, the second thing is, is, um, that remember libertarianism is very thin ethic. And so I may be very open and kind of le left, left personality. And you know, the other libertarian that's near me is kind of a conservative. You know, we really don't get along. I mean, we're not going to hurt each other, but he's doing his thing here. I'm doing my thing here. Well, okay. You know, yeah, but what the Free State Project is, is we concentrate all these different types of libertarians all into one state. And we're actually seeing it now because, um, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the authoritarians are always uh, you know, saying, oh, the Free State Project is doing this. And the, free State, the Free State Project doesn't do anything except advertise, really. You know, here's what we're doing. Everything else is volunteers doing all these different groups. And we have hundreds of different groups because there's so many, such a diversity. We have people who do homesteading and they are very different from the people who are really focused on homeschooling. And they're really different from the people who are really focused on Second Amendment. And they're really different from the people who are focused on politics. And, you know, so we have all these different groups. And then within those groups also, there's the people who are libertine versus stoical or conservative versus you know, kind of more leftist, and you know, and 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 the only thing that's 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 connecting us is that we won't hurt each other, and so right. you know that we're we're not going to hurt you, we're not going to steal your stuff. Um, it's not enough to actually develop uh, a community, so you have to have overlay on that enough people 
to develop your community. So we have actually the same problem that the authoritarians do, except that we solve it through voluntary means. So instead of, you know, we will all be conservatives, we go, oh, you know, we want to be conservative over here. Who wants, who else wants to be conservative? So there's a, um, there's a, 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 a community clubhouse over here that's very conservative uh, personally. They're all at pretty much end caps, you know, uh, but they're all very conservative, you know. And then there's the, what, there's the uh, shell that I started. And, you know, it's very open and uh, welcoming and stuff like that. Not libertine, though. We have another another clubhouse over in Manchester that's extremely libertine. Uh, so you can actually have all these different types of communities um, here because we have enough people. We share that ethic, and now we can actually come together in different different groupings. And uh, you know, when I first got here, I uh, you know I was so excited, um, and so I would go to this group, and I would I didn't really fit in, and I was like, oh. Geez, did I make a bad decision? But there's hundreds of groups. So I go over here. I'm like, this, this, I think, no, that's not, oh, this doesn't. I finally found a group that I fit in with. And, um, you know, and now I'm happy as a clam um, because I don't feel threatened. I don't feel that somebody is out there to, to, to try to hurt me. As a matter of fact, I, I know that there are people who are working in areas that I don't get, really care about, but it's advancing my freedom. And that that right. is what we're doing. We're all trying to advance each other's freedom in, in different areas. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's this multi-prong, thousands of different um, uh, uh, approaches, thousands of different efforts coming together and really advancing freedom together. It's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and, you know, it's not, it, there really isn't a free state community, or a free state ethic, except for self-ownership. That's really the only thing. So um, Citizen Libertarian comments. So basically people there are acting like adults. <laughs> well, well it, yes, Citizen called, Libertarian. Yeah. It's called freedom of association. It's a, just a very basic idea that we are, you know, we acknowledge as libertarians that um, we're, we're different and some people will naturally congregate together and hang out and they share certain ideas, certain views for whatever the reason. And other people will do that elsewhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think we've gone really off the rails with this idea that um, if you, if you don't want to associate um, with everyone, that there's something wrong with you. And it's like, that's just right. not the way people are wired. Um, we're not trying, we, we don't advocate of, oh, I don't want to associate with those people, but I want to hurt them. No, we're not with that either, but we're just saying like, yeah, it's the freedom of association. It's just, you know, like just how we are and it. It is a beautiful thing and, and it allows people to move freely and to like you, like you're explaining, you can experiment and go hang out with some people or see what they're doing. And, and it's, it's this wonderful thing called the free market and it just applies to everything. <laughs> it applies to all well, types and, and, of things. And, and that's what you see in, in uh, Porkfest. You have all these different mini micro communities all together um and you can walk around and go hey tell me what your what your community is about oh hey what's your community about and some of them you'll find oh geez this is boring but you that's guess what just okay. go yeah. go next door <laughs> Yeah, exactly. you, go, you go to that community and go, oh this is really exciting you know you spend the whole day there you know you're so excited um uh so yeah you know it's it's such a you, you you use the word beautiful early on 
And it is. This is a beautiful, beautiful philosophy. It is one that is consonant with human nature, consonant with who we are as humans. It is absolutely inhumane to try to force everybody into the same mold. We are not cogs. We should not be forced into cogs. And it's so much of our illness, I believe, is due to us being forced into cogs. And you know, I think that this would be a fabulous thing for the wider society to understand and to enjoy and to allow. And they're not going to get it. Okay, they're not going to get it. <clears throat> you know, uh, it, it, <clears throat> come to the free state, be amongst people who actually get it, who are willing to actually build with you and help build. And I don't care what, what it is that you want to build. I don't care what it is that you that you're excited about. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's so fantastic. Uh, I was talking to a man last night at, at at our community clubhouse. So we meet every Thursday night after dinner. So we go to we go to a different restaurant, and then we'll go to the clubhouse afterwards. Uh, um, we do other things at the, at the clubhouse, but on Thursday night it's a good night to come out to the seacoast. If you want to come visit us, come out to the seacoast on Thursday night. Um, Thursday night. Okay. And, uh, he, you know, he was like saying he was talking about creating a hub at Parkfest, and he said, "Well, you know, I, I I don't know really know what would fit into Parkfest theme." I said, "Who are you? What are you passionate about? Tell me who <laughs> right. you are, Tim. You know, tell me what really excites you because that's what fits into Parkfest. That's what fits into Parkfest, and Parkfest has such a diversity that you're going to find a small group that's going to be all resonating with that." You know, and now you have this group and, and, and what and, and you're free to be yourselves and they're free to be themselves and they're free to be themselves. And so, you know, together you can just form this diversity, which reflects the diversity of, of, of humanity. Um, uh, I think it was Christian Libertarian was saying uh, that we're all acting as adults. And yeah, you know, it's it's very true. You know, I, I, I'm actually writing something about what the characteristics are to become libertarian. And I think a big one is having clean boundaries, really clean boundaries between yourself and the other person. And that feeds into what we were talking about, the narcissism. Because if, mm. if, if you don't have that boundary where you can go into something where, where people are doing things and you just disagree and you just don't want to do it, right? And you can't say, oh, well, that's they doing it. And, and I'm a different individual and I'm, I'm here and, you know, there's a boundary. There's a boundary between us. If you don't have that boundary and you go, oh, my God, they're doing that and now they're forcing me to do it and I have to, you know, no, you cannot be libertarian <laughs> because libertarianism wants to embrace a lot of things that you're not going to be in favor of. I'm not in favor of prostitution. Right. I don't like it. I think it's a, it's a horrible way of living. I'm not in favor of drug use. I'm not in favor of heavy drug use. I'm not, there's so many things that I personally do not favor. I do not like. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, if that's something that you, you really like, that's, that's great. You know, I'm not going to go over and fight for, uh, Ukraine. I'm not going to fight for Russia. Um, I, I, it's not my, my value, but if you want to do that, I might talk Go to you ahead. a little bit about it, but God love you. Good luck. <laughs> Just don't and, stick a gun in my face to do it and don't. Right. And that's, the, that's the other side of that. it. Right. And don't, don't, 
don't steal my money to to finance these things either. Like, you know, if you yeah. feel so strongly about it, you finance it, you figure out ways to raise money that don't incorporate, you know, forcing people and stealing people's money to finance things. Um, and I think the way you said it is, is, you know, you, you said it so well is that, um, and that, and that's what you see in pork fest is just this really basic ethic of, living and let living and and also you can create your space and you may not have a lot of people that are like oh i really love what you love but guess what you get to also just be yourself and a lot mm -hmm. of people um they can't really be themselves necessarily like where they are you know maybe mm -hmm. they can't be themselves in their state because they are gun enthusiasts and they're not allowed to be that in their state where they live but they are allowed to be that in new hampshire um, or whatever it is, right? What whatever they're enthusiastic about, like you said, can you speak a little bit to what are some of the things that are happening in New Hampshire um, that that would attract folks um, to New Hampshire? Um, so my area. So I, I talked a little bit about the different groupings of people who work on different areas. I, I actually work on community building. So I. I create community clubhouses and, and, and do different events. I organize debates and discussions and, you know, so kind of that type of glue and, or, and, and events. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing that. I add a lot of value by doing that. Um, and I think that one of the things that libertarians who live in the authoritarian 49, which is what I call the other 49 states that are not uh, moving towards freedom, um, uh, what they are most surprised with when they come to the free state is not the politics, which is great. It's not the homeschooling laws or the gun laws or anything like that. It's the community. It's the community of people who are, you know, share that ethic, share that, that underlying belief that, that, that they're not going to hurt you. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a physical release. So for me, maybe the release was, was, was harder because I had been in this state of being closeted and I wasn't all that closeted, but my, my wife, you know, probably 15 years, she kicked me under the table and my shin would be sore and stuff like that. And then after a while, I kind of, I kind of gave up and I just, I just stopped talking about it, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I still believed it. But I was just like, you know, it's just hopeless. It is just hopeless. And then after that, you know, I said, okay, I'm just going to go and find online intellectual people who can actually fit these criteria and talk to them and convince them. And I, and I was very successful in Quora to do that um, till they kicked me off. And <laughs> it wasn't because I was mean or anything like that. You know, I think mostly because I was just effective. Um, and, um, but being actually in a physical location where you have that and you can be yourself and other people are going, Oh, you're interested in that. And, you know, and, 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 and it's okay. It's okay to be yourself. And, and, and everybody kind of is, is into this whole self ownership and they allow you to be, and they allow that person to be that, you know, actually, if anything, I, I'm kind of, I, I kind of come in and say, Hey, you know, I understand you're upset with that person for doing that, but isn't that their body? Yes. <laughs> That's one of my roles here as kind of the elder statesman here, the elder libertarian is to say, hey, remember who we are. 
<laughs> because it's yeah. so easy Why do you... to get into that narcissism. It's so easy yeah. to go, well, they're doing that and that's wrong because I would never do that. That's true. You don't have to do that. <laughs> right. Why do you think the Free State Project is so – why do progressives in New Hampshire um, and probably everywhere, but um, why why do you think it's so threatening to them? Well, I mean, you see, you see, like you see people posting and they make, which is great. You guys weaponize it and you use it for your marketing campaign. I mean, it's almost as if they're, you're part of your marketing team. I mean, they will oh, come yeah. up with like little rallies or things on Twitter. Um, you know, like they get their panties in a bunch, like they're so upset. And you're literally saying, we just want a place where everyone is free to do. What do you think is such a threat? Um, for them, yeah. I mean, obviously they're yeah. authoritarians. We but. have we 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 have them protesting in the streets against us. Protesting in the streets. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, we are an existential threat to authoritarianism. Mm -hmm. And if you if you identify yourself as an authoritarian, as somebody who ought to be ruling, you know, uh, you ought to be ruling, or you need being ruled over to stay safe that you cannot be safe unless you, it's like, Oh my God, this is horrifying. Now, of course there's nothing within libertarianism that says, well, you can't, you, you can go ahead and, and rule your group, right? Just go and, and have a create, you know, it, it'd be like kind of, um, uh, breaking up religions. You know how, how religions used to be, you know, the whole country had to be one religion. And if you didn't, they would, they would hang you on a tree. And so, and then and then the king would change his religion, and now all of a sudden they're hanging the other people on the trees, and um, yeah, you know, this is just like kind of going, oh, okay, you know, if you guys want to be mean to each other and tell each other what to do, and you know, do it, I, you know, I, I'll be, I'll watch you, I'll, I'll suggest maybe a different way, but to them, it's an existential threat. It's so very scary. Now, libertarianism is that. Because we are against the, and when I when I use the word authoritarianism, I don't mean it in tyranny. I, it's not a synonym for uh, tyranny. Authoritarianism to me is the belief that you have a superior owner over your body. So libertarians are self owners. Authoritarians say no, you are not self owned. Someone else, some or some other group, you know, the people, democracy owns your body and may therefore tell you what to do under threat of death. And, 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 and if you disobey, they can hurt your body because they own it. Um, so, uh, so everywhere, and even in the authoritarian 49, we are an ex existential threat. It's just that in the authoritarian 49, people are so dispersed that they're ineffective and they can be ignored by the people who are the most psychopathically inclined to want to enslave other human beings here we're pretty obvious you know we're, we're we have numbers we're changing laws we're getting rid of laws left and right uh you know we talk about self-ownership we talk about you know we, we talk about the ethical need to respect other people and their choices and whether that's for schooling or for uh protecting yourself or for you know, uh, uh, food freedom, whatever it is, you know, that's what we're talking about. And they're going, no, 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 you can't do that because we need that ruler. 
and and you know it's I, I think there's I think there's three generally three types of people. There's there's the people who are very scared of their self ownership, and so they feel like if 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 they don't have that ruler guardian above them, that bad things will happen. It's it's like a god, you know. It's a it's a replacement for God. It's it's a god in, in flesh that protects them. Um, and then there's then there's people who think that they would they they will be the rulers that they are the rulers you know and democracy really gives them that 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 feeling yes I am ruling now most of the time th things are happening that they would disagree with but I have a say in this I'm I'm ruling everybody and they, they get to feel or their like, like their team their team is ruling right so they identify right. I'm with the red team I'm with the blue team it's my it's it's our team we're winning this. we're winning yeah and bad things can be happening to them but they're doing it you know and, and so they get they get to be they get to play the plantation owner you know by proxy mm -hmm. and they just love that feeling and then there's the actual plantation owners, you know, the actual, you know, people who are really slaving, uh, enslaving you and, and sending out to your th their thugs to force you and, and threaten you. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think a lot of those people, you know, certainly the people who are on the far end, who, the, who, who love enslaving people or who you know, think that they're enslaving people, they're not, but they want to be have that feeling. They're so far away from libertarians. We, we're sending them to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please. Well, don't. I, I'm actually in talks with some socialists, you know, so my, my old <laughs> tribe. Uh, and they want to create a socialist. They want to create a socialist state project. Guess in what state? Right. I'm sure. Well, yeah. and uh, because we're so successful. Project looks great. Because right. we're so successful, and the socialists have the same problem. There, you know, mm -hmm. there there probably are more of them than there are of libertarians, uh, and mm -hmm. they're so spread out, and they're they're miserable, and they're constantly complaining. And, you know, why? You know, and they're and, and and it's like, well, okay, what if we just actually kind of congregated in this Switched. one small state, and we had our socialists and collapse. Collapse their economy. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say that because I don't, I can't, I you can't. want them out. They may actually know how to do real socialism. I hear that real socialism is very hard to do. So they may, I don't know. I have, mm -hmm. I, you know, I am open to the possibility, but I love the idea that you come and you can say, oh, well, if you want, you can live in a libertarian society or you can live in a socialist society. Take your pick. They're right next to each other. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, It'll be an and, interesting experiment. It'll be like North Korea and South Korea, maybe. Sort of, kind of. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they would disagree <laughs> to them. Yes, I'm sure. It's going to be like uh, uh, Sweden versus... Um, Denmark or something. Well, I don't know. Yeah. What, I'm trying to think of what they <laughs> think is, is a horrible, horrible... Somalia. They always say Somalia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think I wrote the, the best comeback on that. It's, it's fairly long. But my first point, it had six major points. My first point was that if, if Somalia, to be a, a libertarian utopia, that they, they call it, a, a libertarian utopia, the first thing you need is libertarians. 
And there's no libertarians in Somalia. <laughs> what are you talking about? How can you have a libertarian, you know, a utopia without libertarians? You have a bunch of authoritarians tearing each other apart, trying to fight right. over who gets to enslave the other person. Those are not libertarians. Those those are the opposite of libertarians. And I think that I think it would be extremely hard to convert them. You know, probably almost as hard as it would be to convert a New Hampshire progressive. So, you know, New Hampshire progressives have Vermont for sure, if they really want good socialism, but they have Massachusetts and Connecticut and Rhode Island. They have New so York, many choices. New York is the worst state in, in, Cal in, in California. In it's DC control. beautiful weather. Beautiful California's weather. beautiful. Yeah, why not right. go there? Um, go there? You know, and even Maine, especially the first congressional district. Uh, you know, and so mm. they have so many choices. We have no choices. Libertarians right. have no choices. The libertarians who think that escaping to a conservative authoritarian state is a choice do not understand the difference between libertarianism and authoritarianism. It's still an authoritarian state. And at some point, you are going to be on the menu. Right. They're going you know? to, that's a good way to put it. They will infringe on you. They will infringe on you. Um, so real quick, I just wanted to share with folks. So um, there is a rally happening on February 19th in Washington, D.C. It is called Rage Against the War Machine. It is sponsored by the Libertarian Party and the People's Party. This is a coalition um, to end the war. So these are the 10 points. I just wanted to share that with folks. Um, we we're talking about not one more penny for war in Ukraine, negotiating peace, Stopping the war, inflation, disbanding NATO, global nuclear de-escalation, slashing the Pentagon budget, abolishing the CIA and military-industrial deep state, abolishing war and empire. I can't see number nine. And <laughs> freeing <laughs> Julian Assange. I can't see that one. Um, but just so folks know, um, there are events happening in different states for those who can't make it to D.C., um, Vermont is having, you know, a, a gathering Vermont against the war machine. Um, we are having a very Vermont style. We are having a gathering with a potluck and it'll be a watch party. So we will be um, in Montpelier. So if you want to join us, it's going to be happening on the same day, February 19th from 1 to 430 at 130 Main Street in Montpelier. For more information, you can get uh, through to us at lpvt.org. And we're also forming a coalition, um, which will be called Vermonters, um, Vermonter, the Vermont Anti-War Coalition. So we're working with um, the Libertarian Party here is working with a, a group that's creating that coalition. And um, it's just something that libertarians um, have been uh, talking about and advocating is ending the war machine. Um, so I just wanted to share that really quickly with folks before we wrapped it up. But I just wanted to thank you, Dennis. It's always so much fun to talk with you. You're such a wonderful um, person and advocate for libertarianism. You really take your time to explain things. And I think it's important because um, I think we just get caught up in talking to other libertarians and talking really, you know, just on our wavelength of something and not really taking the time to kind of explain what is the foundation and, and how do we arrive at that? And the fact that I think that we're much more um, of an open um, group of folks than people realize we're not, you don't have to 
believe in X, Y, and Z things necessarily. Like you can be a conservative and be libertarian. You can be liberal and be libertarian. Um, what we're advocating for is just that we agree um, to not hurt one another, to not steal each other's stuff, um, and to coalition where we can coalition, we can work together to work where we want, where we where we're able to work together, and you know can also kind of respectfully leave folks alone. Um, it's pretty radical that idea, and like you said, there's a lot of um, uh, training that goes into making us good little authoritarians in one way or another. So if you're able to break free from that, um, look up the Free State Project. Um, check out Dennis Pratt. He's on um, Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's at Dennis. You're at Dennis Pratt. Hold on. Let me go here. I have your banner here. Um, at FSP.org or FSP.org for the Free State Project. On Twitter, it's at Free State NH and also at Porkfest on Twitter. And is there another way for folks to get in touch with you? Have yeah, questions? really, really, um, they should they should follow me on Twitter because I I do a lot of stuff with LPNH, with uh, Free State Project, and with Porkfest. Uh, the at Porkfest, that's, I don't know who owns those keys. You know, we've passed oh. around Porkfest over and over and over. And th that's that's been lost for, for I don't know how many years. I had no idea. You yeah, are at so, Dennis Pratt Free on Twitter. I'm Dennis Pratt Free. I've run uh, Porkfest. Yeah, so this is my fifth year volunteering for Porkfest and uh, my third year, third and last year running it. So if you want a good time, come. Oh, this is going to be a, okay. this is going to be a fantastic time. But yes, you know what we want in the free state is people who really love liberty, who would like to see their contribution of their life to be actually form forming the first free state in the world. Um, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And there's, I do not believe that there's another way of doing this. You're not going to do it through conversion. You're not going to do it through camouflage. You're not going to do it through despair. You're not going to do it by yourself, isolated in some bunker somewhere. Uh, <laughs> come with the other people who actually see the beauty of, of respecting each person's self-ownership. Come Join us and whatever it is that you want to bring, you know, whatever it is that's on top of that, 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 that respecting each person's self-ownership, that's what we want you to bring. And we want you to magnify that. So please come. Well, on that note, I want to thank you again for talking with me. I want to thank everyone who's watching. Um, if you're watching me on YouTube, please like and subscribe and follow and all that good stuff. And thank you again. So just hang on there for a second and take care, everyone.